This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Next on Plains FM, host Tina Dakin-Luke interviews inspiring women on This Is Who We Are. Welcome, I'm Tina Dacum-Luke and this is Who We Are. The power of storytelling has infiltrated the business arena in recent times. Being authentic and real, sharing who we are and the journey we have walked individually, as a group or as a whole, is now viewed as a rich collaborative learning and in some cases healing exercise. Period poverty got us talking about women's issues in a way unseen before. Another topic has segued from this, the power of birth stories and the early minutes, days, months and years of parenthood. Each unique, each valuable in its beauty, sacredness and truth. How many times have we heard, I had a birth plan but things went awry? Or, we're having a little human but there are complications? Those of us brave enough to share our stories soon learn we are not alone in our experiences and what they open in us can profoundly change who we are. There were 57,105 live births registered year-ended March 2021. Approximately 8% of all pregnancies involve complications and birth defects affect approximately 4.5% of all babies born in New Zealand. My next guest is inspiring, regardless of anything. A kind and beautiful soul, before life brought hurdles to navigate. A mother to one, then twins, but not everything went to plan. Join me as we chat candidly about the journey of parenting twins with complications, with head held high, dignity and grace. So grab a drink, pull up a chair, get comfy, and I will introduce her after this song. Yeah. 
Welcome to the studio, Bindi. So lovely to have you with me. Now, what was the meaning of that song? It was a Texas one, wasn't it? In a smile? Yes, that song has actually been played round and round and round in the car. Um, It's one of the kids' favourites and they've just started bopping away. Going hard in the back seat, it's pretty cool. I can I can imagine inner and outer smiles yes. on that little giggle. <laughs> and lots Definitely. of laughs. Yeah. That's no, great. So when did you first discover you were having twins? Uh, because they were my second and third, I actually um, found out at my twelve week scan. We thought we've got this, we're all going very relaxed to the scan and my midwife even said, Don't call me telling me you're gonna have twins and then I rang her in tears. Oh. <laughs> Going, oh my gosh, I'm having them. But um, yeah, so that was it. Mike actually spotted it first on the screen and was like, what is that? And then she just said, you're having t- twins, and I just couldn't believe it. So what was your initial reaction and what was Mike's initial reaction? Uh, since he saw it first, he put his um, head in his hands pretty quick. <laughs> All he's thinking about <laughs> is minivans, <laughs> schooling, everything, food bills. Um, for me, I just went into complete shock. I was just kind of, she sent like a blur, everything she's going through. But um, yeah, I don't think I, I cried afterwards when I got to the car because I was in complete shock. I can understand that. And are twins in your family? Yes, but it hadn't crossed my mind. Even though when I was a kid, I used to talk about always having twins. Wow. On and on. Like I used to say, I'll go through IVF, I'm going to have twins, I want them so bad, and then I completely forgot about it after having George, and then it just popped up. So you went from gorgeous George, thinking that you were adding another to your brood, to suddenly jumping to three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good. Um, Yes. I mean, now I look at it and it's the best thing in the world. But at the time it was just, it was such a shock. I think because we always wanted two. So when we found out we were getting three, it just, I couldn't get my head around it. Mm. It took a wee while. But we went straight down to Wanaka where my family are and spoke to them and they were just like, snap out of it. Everyone was buzzing and super happy. So we realised that we need to first out. It's pretty special. And how was the pregnancy for you? Uh, very different, contrast to um, with George. Uh, I was obviously a lot bigger, there was pains, I mm. had really bad sciatica. Um, but it was it was generally pretty good. There was nothing really in skins or anything that popped up. So, so when smooth. were you first aware that uh, something was a little different? Wow, so in one of the scans they just said that there was um, an inflated kidney and but they said that's so normal they said it's like one in five have it and it just disappears when they're born we're like perfect cool everything's going well so the first time that we actually started well we actually found out was when they came out um and I was kind of all funny because I'd had a cesarean and they'd um given me an epidural I don't know what happened but I was just all a bit it was all a bit overwhelming and then they rushed them off but Mike knew what was happening and I didn't and they came back and that's when they told Mike and I think he waited a wee while to tell me but they um it was when they rushed Ida off and they went to put the NICU feeding tube down because we had NICU team on standby because of being twins yeah and they went to put the feeding tube down and it did a wee loop and they said they hadn't seen something like this before uh-huh. they quickly rushed her off for a scan and then it's when it all sort of popped up and they saw all the different things that was happening with there 
What were her complications? Um, so, so the kidneys was one, which we knew about, but then it was linked to, um, but they say it's not a syndrome. Mm-hmm. That's quite but they, um, and then they found out that her esophagus wasn't attached to her stomach, wow. which was, that was the major one, which yeah. is where they found out about the tube. Um, and then after that, what else did that? Oh, she also had a wee double thumb. Which was probably the weirdest because you could actually see it, whereas all the rest you couldn't see. It's internal. Yeah. yeah. And then she also had a fistula um, on her anus, which meant it was too close to her. Her bum essentially was too close to her vagina and they had to pull it away. Whereas and they said about 20, 30 years ago they wouldn't have known about all these things. And people, mm-hmm. there's people out there now. Wow. But it's just because they scan and see all these things. They're like, no, we're going to operate on that as well. How did yeah. they speak to you when they told you all this? Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. It's just it's such a blur, but then it's not. Like, yes. I remember it so well. I was extremely puffy from everything going on, and um, the surgeon came through. He was just the nicest, most amazing surgeon, and he discussed everything. And I couldn't really comprehend as he kept rolling off all these things, but then he goes, look, we've actually got time now, and we're going to go in and operate. And she was five hours old. Wow. I said, look, we're going to take her in. And I was like, and there's nothing really mm. we could do. Mike and I were mm. just in shock going, oh, my gosh. And it's weird because we didn't even have time really to think about Heidi at the time because your whole brain is just going, yes, oh, trying my to gosh, is everything. Heidi going to survive? Um, but he's amazing. Like that surgeon, Jonathan Wells, is just, yeah, hands down to him. I'm so pleased you're in good hands. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess it's it's a tough thing to be coming to terms with that yourself, but then to start talking to loved ones about here's the arrival of our beautiful girls. I know. And I think Mike did really well at taking the reins on that. Um, he sort of, he told all the family members, because everyone's going, why are they so quiet? You know, like everyone was waiting to hear mm. what was happening. Um, and then, so he must have spoken to them. And then... Because everyone wants to know, knowing that I'm about to have them, he mm. put up a post, just being like, "Look, this is actually what's happened. Yeah, um, she's about to go in and have surgery. Can you just give her some time? But we'll keep you posted." And everyone was pretty amazing. So, yeah, tough time. Yeah. So, how old was she when you got to bring her home from the hospital? Ah, she was. They actually kept both the girls in there, which was really special, just because they're twins. And were they together? Um, At the very beginning, they were, yeah, because they just thought they needed that bond. Um, But then Ida really had to be in, well, she was actually in an incubator. We couldn't even touch her for the first bit, probably for the first week. But we were in there for five, almost six weeks, and then we got to bring her home. So that is your life, you know, five (laughs) to six weeks of... Oh, that was just crazy madness. Mike was at home looking after George most of the time, but then he'd pop in. And mum was there and she'd look after George, but I was... And most people that have one child or it's their only child and it's easy, you spend the whole day in there, mm. but we're in out. Multitasking. And I'm trying to feed two and they're in opposite rooms at some points. So it's pretty crazy. So how did you keep your morale up during that? that that's a lot. Um, well, I just had no idea of the NICU mm-hmm. team, anything really about it. Like, you know that it's there, but it wasn't until I was in there and I was like, all these nurses are just, they're absolutely amazing. Um, and they always check in on you. And there's like a lunchroom 
and that's where all the mums and dads hang out. And it's pretty sad because mm. you're all telling your stories, and but you kind of help each other. And a funny story, I was actually in there with the quad mum. Oh, and yes. she, And she, when I was having a tough day, and I was like, oh, I didn't even get to feed Ida. I was mm. with Heidi this time. And she goes, I got to feed one out of four. And I thought, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> and is she the one you ran into the, at the beach not no, long ago? No, she's the oh, only other one. quad mum. Oh. Yes. The Watties mum or yes. something I remember you telling me. Um, well, I don't know if she did any things. She sort of hid away, but she's the only other quad mum that was in yeah. New Zealand. She was lovely. Yeah. But I think that really helped just having mm. that time and talking to all the other mums and everyone's going yeah. through their thing. There's a bonding. You're yep. all going through something Definitely. individual, but it has those crossovers. Yeah, we're all from all sorts of walks of life. There's Gloria Vale, there's all different, everyone's in there. Yeah. All together. And it's, yeah, you all come together. How many yeah. surgeries in total did she have to have? So she had six surgeries, but that's because every time like they did something, like they had to put a stent in a um, kidney and then they had to take it out. But they did try and sort of do another one at the same time. Um, but I think Mike counted that, I think it was like 15 hours of being put under that she's had. And was that over how many years? Uh, they did They did most of it under her first year. Wow. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know, it, yeah, it's not, the biggest thing that worried me was a little baby being put under that yeah. many times. Because it it causes, well, they say it causes all these bad things to happen, you know, and I was just like, Ugh. that probably scared me the most. I can understand that. Yeah. I think the yeah. gorgeous thing when I got to meet her is even as a baby and yeah. even after surgeries, you know, sometimes I wouldn't even know how to hold her. I know. And that would break my heart and I'd have little tears in my eyes I as know. I was holding her. But she would just look at me with these eyes that would go right into me. And Still does that, she, she was so effervescent <laughs> yeah. and so staunchly who she is, oh. even, you know, even now, from that age. Yeah. She is the most staunch human. And we will never know if it was the surgeries or that was just always in her. <laughs> But she is an outrageous human. But she's also such a ray of sunshine. Like I, oh, she's I know, unbelievable. Yeah, she, yeah. You know, after I read her a story that last time I was with her and then kissed yeah. her on the forehead and she just, like, lit up her oh. wee face. And I was like, she's a Affection. gem. Affection, exactly. If you can crack her, she is just <laughs> absolutely amazing. She's got a twinkle in her eye. She does. She's mischievous, yeah. but in a good way. Sassy. Yeah. She's super strong, that wee one. And Miss Heidi, she... Um, you know, she watched all this as a baby and growing up. And what I notice about her is this really um, amazing depth of care. Oh. And she intuits things even before you need it. And you oh. might, you'll go, oh, I need a shoe. And you'll turn around <laughs> and she's right there holding it. I know. I know. She's amazing. And it's also that whole twin thing. I mean, I, I don't know if it's different with identical or what, but I feel like there's a constant battle and because Ida's always had so much attention and she was always going in and out of hospital and we were always caring for her, we tried hard not to let Heidi feel like she was sort of getting left behind. Yeah. But she was so easy and she's so gentle and quiet, yes. as you've seen. Yeah. Sometimes you just you forget because she's just such a happy wee girl and then there's the old sassy one over here, but <laughs> it works. And how did yeah. Master George cope from going from one to having two sisters? <laughs> he was so young, so he turned two four days after they were born. Um, he did so well. I don't know if he, 
it's just his personality. He's yeah. just a gentle wee boy, and he just really, I don't know, he just stepped in as the big brother. He's like an old soul, isn't he? Oh, he like is. I remember meeting him at, at the age of two <laughs> and the words that he was using I and know. the concepts that he was trying to share with me just blew my mind. I know. Yeah. No, he's absolutely amazing. Even though all of them are going to bicker. That's normal. Um, exactly. Yeah. That's completely normal. But he always looks after them. I hear about it at kindy. I hear about it at preschool. They said, oh, he's just amazing. They hear a cry and he's over there. That's pretty cute. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah. And if you were able to go back and whisper into Bindi's ear who was pregnant, what would you say to her? About what, <sighs> what was... after knowing all of this? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Look at Just... how far you've come, how much you've grown, yeah. how much you've changed. Oh, gosh, I would just say, hang in there. There's some big hurdles in life. And you can't help it. They're throwing at you and you just have to jump them and there's always going to be more, no matter what, but you just you get through there. And Did you realise anything about yourself that you didn't really know before? I didn't think I'd be able to handle all of that. I've been blown away with the grace and the dignity that you've walked this path. I just think sometimes, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm very good at bottling, though. <laughs> is that alcoholic? <laughs> no, I'm teasing. <laughs> but I am. I'm very good at just sort of yeah. holding it in. And I guess I think I knew I had to be there for George and try and help Mike. So I just tried to keep as calm as I could. And there's not much you can do. Yeah. You just have to put it's It's a very strange feeling leaving it up to other people. Yeah, I can imagine. There's nothing you can do, really. No, there's not. Yeah. It, it takes a grace of surrender yeah. and to trust the process yeah. and that she's in the right hands. Yeah, definitely. No. It, how long did it take before, you know, like you probably remember it from George mm. and it would have been different with the girls, but there becomes a time when a little bit of space appears and mm. you get to go, oh, there might be a moment for me now or I might be able to have a little bit more time. Has that happened yet? Uh Honestly, it's probably only happening in the last year. Yeah. I've really started to feel that I'm, I've am i gathered it. And I don't know if it's just the age that they're at, but that first bit, like I've got friends that are twins and everyone wants to know how you do it. But I honestly look back and I'm like, it was such a blur. You just that do it. first year, yeah. I was in and out of hospital. It was just boom, boom, boom. Like we were there every second week. And my calendar was just full. It looked like I was working two mm. jobs. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like I'm on top of it all now. And once we got, um, once she got discharged from paediatrics, there was lots of bubbles being popped, and I felt like that was just a big, a big thing for us. Yeah. yeah. Were you tentative, like, letting go of that support system? Definitely. I love, or well, I loved knowing that they were there whenever I needed it. And because the surgeon was amazing, he could have got his PA to call me up, but he would call up personally, be like, how's she going? And he just loved, he knew, I'd, he just knew them really, really well. Yeah. He knew George, and I just loved it. Anytime she would have a choking episode or something was going on, he would personally call me and he'd be like, go to Annie, you go, sort it out. And I'm like, so it was very scary because I thought we'd fall back into those um, things, and he did say it could happen later in life, but... He said, for now, she's like any other wee girl. Mm. So it's pretty cool. And she, does she enjoy her food? Loves it. She eats better than others. 
It's amazing. We look at her and she's this tiny wee yeah, human. She a wee eats sparrow. <laughs> I know. No bottom, but she eats everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. She's amazing. Good on her. Yeah. When did you go back to work and what was that decision process? Um, gosh. So I went back because Mike actually had a um, career change, which I'm not going to stop him doing. Yeah. He was unhappy and wanted to go do it. So I, was I like, think it is important it. To, to do something that you... Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, um, because he dropped his salary by more than half overnight, um, I ended up picking up some work through a friend um, so I would have been, they would have been just one, I think. I started talking to them, which is pretty full on. But it was a work from home job. I sort of was looking for admin and they put me into marketing and it sort of just started picking up. It, it got a bit stressful. I was like, can I do this? Am I actually crazy <laughs> trying to juggle this much work and kids? But I was only doing 24 hours. But That's still a, a good chunk. Yeah. yeah. Some days I just wanted to throw it in the bin. I just couldn't. But I had to sort of hang in there for Mike. And then now he's sort of made his way, finally got there. And so it, it's pretty cool. And now he's like, I feel bad that you did that. So he's like, if you want to take time to spend with the girls, now is your time. So that's a gift. Yeah. And maybe at the time, having something outside of the home that was using your brain in a different way, even though it was still work, it, it was a little bit of a break and you got to be bindy yeah. in, the, in those moments Definitely. so that you don't lose the essence of who you are. Definitely. And I think I loved what they were doing because a lot of it is actually, actually changing the way the health system works. And they liked that I knew it so well and I was still going through it. So look at these letters. I said it arrived, I'd get a letter from the hospital and it would arrive the day after her appointment. You're joking. Yeah. And (gasps) then I'd have to call up and to change it It was just ridiculous. Uh, Everything was just so stress. A stress on top of other things. Yeah. So it was quite nice getting back in there and felt, I felt like I was helping change it a wee bit. And you guys decided to have a bit of a sea change after the first lockdown. Yes. Um... I think because we realised how much we miss going to the beach yeah. and hills with the kids. And then when you're in lockdown and we're doing the same block, and I was like, I need to see something yeah. more. Yeah. So um, moving out to the beach has really changed it. I think the kids love it now. I'm sure they do. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And they've got Christmas coming up, and they're at that age now where they know what it's all about. I know. Well, I saw bits of it last night with Halloween. <sighs> Just seeing them all understand it now. Yeah. And I didn't know if they're going to do Halloween, but our whole block, everyone does at their house, so it's very cool. Oh, cute. Yeah. And what was the girls' understanding of it? Did they voice anything? For Halloween? Yeah. Um, I, I think they just thought it was treats. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I think when Mike brought out the scary mask, that sort of just scared them away. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> their dad will be their dad. But with, we had huge tears before we even left the house, which is, I, Mike was looking at me going, I don't want to do this, I'm over it already. <laughs> but yeah. So that's when I say, sorry, Mike, but that's what parenting girls can sometimes be like. Exactly. Perhaps we'll chat again in the teenage years and, oh, and we'll put them on the mic. I'm very scared for two girls going through teenage years. <laughs> You've got George the Protector. I know. He'll, he'll be standing guard. I know, but I was so naughty, it's just coming for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the bitters from other friends that I've spoken to who might have had those moments in their teens, yeah. you know the vibe and yeah. you know the words and you know what they're up to. Yeah. You can read it because you've done it yourself. Exactly. And I'm just going to be so honest and yeah. be like, I've done this and I've done this and I'm going to tell them some stories. <laughs> and then hopefully they'll listen. And they'll never look at you the same. Exactly. Okay. But I just, I'm like, please don't go and do what I did. <laughs> but yeah, I think we all do to our, I know. our own degree, don't we? We've all got to have a story to tell. I know, I know. I'm just waiting to hear from neighbours about the parties from the three of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good, isn't it? So what is their favourite thing to do at the moment? Um... Between going through the neighbour's fence and it would be biking and scootering is just massive. They just live on the street. And I felt so strange about it because they're so young, five and three, but um, there's something about that street that's really nice. There is, yeah. yeah. It's a very quiet street. And, yeah. and your kids own your backyard already. Like I've seen oh, them on their scooters, how fast they scoot around. Oh, and it's I a, yeah. I wake up. And I've either got five kids in the house whereas the neighbours' kids are there as I'm walking out of the shower or I have no kids. <laughs> That's pretty cool. It's kind of old school. I like it. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. It's very cool. You can't beat that. Thank yeah. you so much for taking time to talk about such a tender topic today. No, that's all And right. um, I'm blessed to have met you, and I love your little tiddly kiddies tidbits. <laughs> and they love you. <laughs> and I can't wait to see them again. And for me, it's just been such a gift to be in, in the shadows kind of watching mm-hmm. as um, – all of the children have thrived, and to see that process and, and to meet Ida now as a sparkly girl, you know, on the verge. She's probably already for school now. She, oh, she might she beat George what? to it. I know. <laughs> and I thank you. It's been really good. Is yeah. there anything that you'd like to say as we finish up? Oh, just for anyone else that's going through something like that, you can get through it. You've got so much support around you, so just use it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Some people are meant to cross your path, and their courage and depth of love widens your own heart. This family has shown me what love through adversity looks like. They have it in spades. To all mums and dads out there experiencing their own version of unexpected events, we're with you. We hope you are well supported. And from Bindi and I, we wish you well. Kia kaha, Christchurch.